0: Presence. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's message from, comes from our gospel, Jesus stills the waters that were once a storm. And in today's gospel, Jesus and his disciples got into the boat very simply so that they could go to the other side. But what was on the other side? The very next verses tells us that Jesus cast demons out of men and sent them into pigs, which then went over the cliff into the sea. The demons in that reading confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Satan was surely tormented by Christ. Satan knew full and well that Jesus was on his way over to confront him. So Satan sends winds his way. A great storm arises, and we see the, the real state of the disciples' hearts. Before the waves came crashing in, if If we would ask any one of the disciples if they were believers, they would say yes. Before the wind picked up on the sea that day, the disciples were simply not conscious of what they had trusted. Their hearts, unconsciously trusted in the the calm sea, in the fair weather, in the still waters. Hey, These guys, they knew their boats. They knew the sea on which they made their living. The sea seemed manageable that day. Their faith was founded upon what they saw and what they felt and what they had experienced. Calm winds and calm waters. So when the tempest roiled up and waves came crashing down and filled their boat, the calm, winter, the calm waters and those mild winds were gone. They had trusted in what they had sensed. And what they had sensed had vanished. So also their faith vanished. Trust has an object. If what you trust in is taken away from you or dies, the only thing left is unbelief. This is the first part of today's epiphany for you. Jesus is showing us the real state of our hearts. Because if I were to ask any of you, if you are a believer, you would say yes. But we tend to trust in what makes sense. Like calm waters made sense to the disciples. For the most part, the winds and the seas of your life are fairly calm, manageable. You've got your daily bread. You've got food, clothing, and shelter, a family, probably a job and money. You've got your health, a good reputation, good friends. You've even got faithful neighbors and the like. The winds and waves of your daily life, they're fairly calm we unconsciously trust that these things and these people are always there until Satan arouses the winds and the winds shove waters upon your boat. Should you lose your home? Should you lose your family? Should you lose your job? Your savings? Should you lose your health? The calm and peaceful waters begin to vanish. These things that you see, you've always just seemed to trust that they will always be there. And when they are not, trust disappears too. The only thing that remains is unbelief. Unbelief that co mingles with your faith. Unbelief of a sinner threatens and weakens the faith of a saint. Unbelief only sees and feels the physical waves coming into the boat, threatening every danger and perhaps even death. You trust at times you're going to die at very perilous moments. You may trust it so much at times you'd rather give in to that trust. Some people say that they would rather die. These waves are Satan's persecution causing suffering. This is the suffering of a sinner who is also a saint. The suffering is of those who followed Christ onto the boat. Like these disciples, if these disciples had great faith, it would have driven the the winds and the waters out of their minds, rather than the vision of destruction happening before their eyes, they would have pictured in their hearts the power and grace of God. They would have remembered the promises in Christ's words. They would have relied on them. They could have anchored themselves to an immovable rock as though instead of a storm, the sun were shining brightly and all was calm. No raging at all. This is the second part of today's epiphany for you. The power of faith is to see what is invisible. Unbelief doesn't adhere to anything. But faith clings to what cannot be seen. So God bestows upon you Faith. And faith with an end in mind. Now, faith has an end in mind. It does not deal with ordinary things, but instead, faith deals with things that no human can master. And you may be able for a time to master your job, master your house, master your health, but you cannot master your sin. Your body will die one day. Death. The entire world, even if united, could not stand against death. Instead, death terrifies us. Death terrifies society, and it causes society to try to fight or flee. But faith given to you stands firm. Faith opposes death. Faith triumphs over death, and faith triumphs over its author. Well, faith, faith is a hero, as it is written. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome our world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? 1 John chapter 5. Faith is a hero, and in it you too triumph over death, for all your sins are forgiven. Faith receives forgiveness. Forgiving, even when you think your life is about to vanish under a crashing wave. Forgiven even when you think that there's no hope of a good life even when you think death has the upper hand. Forgiven, even when you are suffering and you cry out to a God who seems to be sleeping, sleeping away every care he ever had. You pray hard while your life around you is crumbling and God seems silent. But Jesus, Jesus is in control of it all, rest assured. Faith Teaches us not to judge and act according to what is visible. Faith teaches us not to despair in the agony of sin. Faith teaches us not to despair in sickness or in the peril or loss in death. Faith teaches us not to despair in the pain and suffering of this world. We learn that we will be persecuted. Persecuted for following Christ into the boat. Believing in Jesus will actually make the world hate you. They will persecute you and whom you believe in. But faith in Jesus Christ reassures you that you are not lost at sea. You will never, ever perish. Jesus has control of it all because Jesus rises. Christ rises. Jesus breaks his rest in the boat and does deeds for your sake. He takes to heart your needs as if they were his very own. Jesus ministers to help you out of free love without any merit on your part. He does not seek any reward. He does not receive any reward for his help. But he gives his help unto you to enjoy And use his power. And use those gifts and resources you have. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. Even after death, Christ rises again. This very fact strengthens your faith. The death and resurrection of Jesus is your victory, your forgiveness, your comfort, and your great calm. This calmness is is peace. And this peace that we share, we, we know the value of it. It cost quite the ransom. The ransom on the cross at Calvary. Why then is not all of mankind at this same peace? Why does creation try to rise up against Christ? Because Jesus did not come to this world to bring peace, but a sword. Christ himself preaches to mankind that the wise are fools, the saints are sinners, and the rich are completely lost. So the wind rages back against Christ. The wind rages back against Christians. Perhaps we'd be more tolerable to the world if we only preach the gospel. We may be loved. We may have calmer waters if we only preach the good news. No one wants to hear bad news. Real love, the love of Christ, tells us the truth. If we Lutherans were to preach all gospel and no law, we would be praised and honored by all mankind. Woe to us if we do. Jesus says, Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. Therefore, today's gospel teaches us that Once Christ and his disciples were present in the boat, the world revolted. The world indeed tolerates all sorts of preaching and teaching except for the preaching of Jesus Christ. This preaching of Jesus Christ tells us the real state of our hearts. We have a consolation. It is our consolation indeed. Indeed, it is our epiphany that because we preach and teach Christ, we must suffer persecution and nothing can prevent it. But also, nothing can prevent your blessing as a saint. Blessed are you when people hate you and they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Jesus says rejoice in that day and leap for joy. So seek not your comfort in creation. Seek not your comfort in the wisdom and power of men, but in Christ and himself alone. Cling to to Christ. Depend on him for every need with all faithfulness and all confidence. Even in times of troubled waters. I I know everyone here would say that they believe in Jesus Christ. As did the disciples. But if the disciples had not believed that Jesus would help them in some way, they would have not have woke them up. True, their faith was weak. And it was commingled with much unbelief. They did not freely surrender themselves to Christ. They did not freely risk their life with him. They also did not think that Christ could stop the wind and the waves. Remember Christ's response to even weak faith. Without any help, without any human strength or aid, Jesus' response was love. Christ stopped turmoil and gave calm. Christ forgave them their unbelief and even gave them a stronger faith. A strong faith that says, let the wind rage, let the waves crash onto me. Persecution will not suffer me any longer than Christ permits. And though the waves may seem overwhelming at times, they are completely subject to the Lord. He is Lord over all. Nothing will harm our life. May Jesus give us his help that we may not despair in unbelief. For this we marvel. We praise the Lord, the Son of Man, that even the winds and the seas are subject to him. In this, the gospel of Jesus Christ is intentionally spread farther in the world through the winds and waves of persecution. God's power is made perfect in weakness. Christ's kingdom also grows our faith through our tribulations. Tribulations, though, that are not worth comparing to the glory to be revealed to you. To this end, Jesus will help us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Our service continues with the prayers of the church. Please stand as you're able. In addition to those listed in our prayers for the week, we pray for Bruce Flack recovering from COVID. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ.